2: Osiris. Really cheesy.
3: Like when you have a realization, it's incredibly yeah, like, cheesy. There's no it's love. not like you're the first one to think of that, you know? It's yeah, like, it's just an
2: thing that beautiful. works for you. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes they're not. Like most of life is not beautiful.
1: Yeah, but yeah. sometimes when the epiphanies, they usually are, and they're usually not stacked upon it's each other so in a kind of cliche way. Anyways.
0: Have you yeah. ever? Wait, are Megan, you guys? Yeah. Have you yeah. ever? Are we live? In Yeah, we've been live for a while. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <gasps> and had Wait, a realization like that about the. Oh, okay. One, have you ever um, indulged
2: in psychedelics and had a realization maybe. and like written it down and then like not been on psychedelics and reread it and been like, I don't know if I fully got there, but like you really felt it. Brian, I, I have a I'm whole just journal speaking. of
1: that. I have a whole entire <laughs> journal of that.
0: It's Megan's <laughs> so, whole life.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and yeah, I don't want uh, to tell you in any way. Do we really want but to throw I'm sure some to the of the 90s? Those are cheesy. This isn't a 40 by 40 okay. episode.
2: And, and it, we, um, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just sure. No, that's it's true. Yes, we're live.
1: Okay. I we should go live. That's a framing. Yeah. So you you should, go live? yeah, push the Wait, button, RJ. Let's lie? start. I'll
0: press what? the button to go we'll live. All right.
1: Do <laughs> okay. it. We're ready.
0: Uh, we're here, guys. We're we're here. <laughs> we're all we're all like in our in our place, in our home. Um mm-hmm. yesterday, Megan and I were in a different place. Um, we had so much fun. That was fun, Megan.
1: It was so fun. It should be illegal to have that much fun. And, <laughs> we had a great know, day. RJ, I just want to say I appreciate you not leaving me on the mean streets of Philadelphia last night.
0: Uh, yeah it was really Jeez that was really dreams. a close call um <laughs> we, we did the shuttle, <laughs> and <laughs> okay, it was go ahead, so you tell the story. okay so we did the shuttle um on tuesday <laughs> night and i would say it was a little bit rocky um and we had a few hiccups and then yesterday <laughs> it was like completely smooth everything worked perfectly and then at the end of the night megan texted me and said we'll be there at the shuttle in five minutes. And I said, Great. And,
1: and you actually sent me a pin of where the shuttle was. yes yeah.
0: See, I'm yeah. like, I was doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I got on the bus and the driver like was like, Is anyone are we waiting for anybody? And I was like, Nope. Let's go. <laughs> and- so then
1: I, Shana and I are walking up to the corner where the pin was, and I'm like, Where's the bus? She's like, Oh, there it is. And I'm like, it's turned on. Maybe it's just to like keep it cool. And we walk over there and she's like, There's RJ. And he's got his back to the to the doors and they're starting to pull away. And I have to bang on the doors of the school bus, and RJ is, like startled and turns around, and I'm like, "What the fuck? You almost left me like in Philadelphia on the streets!" And he looks at me like, "Oh, like a ghost. Like we hadn't just been texting five <laughs> minutes ago."
3: Do I know you. <laughs> so <laughs> then it was really kind
1: of bad. funny though, because then the bus door opens. Really bad. And I'm like, I made it. And everybody's like cheering. And I walk down and we get to do high fives the whole way. It was kind of a funny moment. And then RJ just spent the whole rest of the bus ride apologizing to me, which it's fine. It's fine that you forgot about me. I don't know what else I have to do to be memorable I know. In, your, well, in your world. I know. But-
0: Given that we spent like 12 hours together, you'd think that it, was, <laughs> it would work. But um, at least I dropped a pin and at least it worked. I, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put way too much on my own. On myself during these fish shows, you know? It's like. Yeah, no, I get it. We have like pre shows and after shows and buses and free beer, and you know, it just is like. It was the free
1: beer that did it. It
0: was the, It might have been the free beer. Um,
2: <laughs> can, can I tell a story in reverse, uh, the mm-hmm. opposite of RJ in this sense? So, so we went to see Fish in San Francisco a couple of years ago, and we came out of the show, and it was in this part of – you know this area. You know San Francisco better than I do, or at least I thought you did. Um, you were like, we're never going to get an Uber here. We should just walk a little bit. And it was this really awesome fish show. And I was like, cool. I could definitely use like walking. But like I had all of our gear because we did a live show that day. Like I had so much in my backpack. Oh my and I was like, I can carry this a little bit. And we started walking. He was like, you know, we should just walk all the way. Like it's not that far. It's like maybe 10 minutes. up the road." <laughs> it was at least like two miles. Like I had blisters on my feet at the end of it. And the whole time RJ was just like, I'm really sorry. It's like way further than I said it was going to be. I'm really, really sorry. And I was like, the only way that we can make up for this is let's do a live podcast. We get back to the hotel because I have so many thoughts. And he was like, okay, fine. And we stopped to get a beer and then we kept walking and we got back to the hotel and he promptly passed out and there was no live podcast to be
3: done. Yeah. He's can like, I, I promise I tell you, you, once about this we get time- there,
1: we'll do it.
3: Can <laughs> okay, I tell you about this time? I was in Pittsburgh with RJ and- uh, Yes. It was uh, such a CF around the venue, and first of all, we circled the venue a couple times trying to locate one another and maybe other people, and then we were like, all right, fine, Let's. we can't get an Uber around here, let's walk towards the hotel. Three miles later... <laughs> we're at the hotel
1: <laughs> he likes but to walk you guys know that about RJ. he's a
2: good walker he's and good I, it was a great walk. walk but what but you rj needs good. to know
3: about me is that i like to sit in this chair
0: yeah you
2: not walk. and yeah, other
0: chairs true. i also made nick i made nick run the other night to the to the bus i oh, made yeah. him jog and he was still yelling at me the next day um Jonathan, we you. you remember <laughs> the pizza we had though yeah, we did stop and find some shockingly good pizza, which was See? the
3: only place open for the entire city of Pittsburgh. It was which apparently closes at ten p.m. That city. I, I don't. I don't know what everybody else' experience was. And without was that,
0: that walk. Night. Without that walk, we wouldn't have found that pizza. So it's just, you know, it's all part of the Without that walk, I would have needed fewer calories. (laughs) You didn't
2: eat the pizza. I feel like it should be a law that every city should have like five pizza places that are open 24 hours. That when in doubt, if you're with RJB, you have a pizza place to stumble. You have to
1: walk three miles. And they damn well
3: better sell beer. By the way, Pennsylvania, beer challenging. So also a problem.
1: Well, RJ made it up last night by playing some Danger Zone on the bus ride home. So
0: oh hell yeah! It was
1: all better at that moment. It was, just it was the most sleeves. unbelievable moment. It was so good. It was and so the bus driver was up. going
0: like sixty down and a. It was like,
1: like twenty five mile pothole. per hour street. So
0: just it all worked.
1: It felt um, like it.
0: Sounds good. Okay, so that was <laughs> so fun. It was a concert for, too, right? Thanks for all the um. Thanks for all the stories, everybody. Um, <laughs> okay, so we had second night of the man yesterday, and um, I guess. Megan and I have dueling reviews. Megan wrote the review for Jambase. <laughs> I wrote the review for Fishnet. Um, hers is probably better, um, no, but I read them but, both. I could weigh in if you like. But same. Well, let's oh. link to both of them. But can you tell me did did she do a better job as I predicted? <laughs> this is a nightmare. I'm not going to answer that, but I liked Thank them you. both. Thank you. I have
3: these.
2: I have the exact same answer.
1: Smart nice. very diplomatic wow, I thought, I, mean, I thought, I thought
2: you could tell, you could tell the voice behind both of them. I think that that yeah. is mm. the important thing because, uh, Megan. Well, I've never seen a fish show with you. I can imagine what you were like at fish shows based on your personality. I've seen many a fish show with RJ, and uh, I got many a text from RJ that all ended with like six question marks last night, and I was like. <laughs> Do you want do you want an answer right now? Or are you just you know continuing <laughs> to send these? Like what what's going on here? I tried to respond to like 16 guys texts, like hey, there's oh, something yeah. I have to say. When, when RJ and, uh, texts
0: guys, you know guys. stuff's going down.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm just thank you. But okay, so let's talk about the show. Enough about this, Please. enough about how weird it is to go what to see was show uh, set one, RJ? Why don't you run set over? one, good question. Um, okay. So and by the way, our recap yesterday from the Arbor Music Hall was so much fun, and um, thanks to everybody who tuned in. I know there were people watching. I did. Um, it was fun. Jonathan. Okay, Mike's song into Boogie On, back into Mike's song into Hydrogen into Pog, Army of One Mound Moma Dance into Pr- Prince Caspian into Number Line About to Run Fluffhead. A lot of songs, but man, I thought the I thought they like I thought the I thought the flow was great of this set, Megan. I'm curious, we haven't talked about it yet, but what what do you think?
1: Yeah, it was weird when I looked back at the set list and saw how many songs were played because it didn't feel like a recital set to me. And I was curious as to hear what Brian and Jonathan thought about it because it was just – it flowed so well to me and it felt like I wrote the set list. I felt like this is like – so many of my favorite songs were in this set. And hearing the first like boogie on in a Mike's groove, I know we were all – I was trying to text you guys but it was getting really bad service from the man. But when they dropped into boogie on, you know, I felt like it was too early for hydrogen. And so what I thought they were going to do was put like the hydrogen – and the week of Pog is the encore. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen, which I thought would have been so cool. But um, then they dropped into it. And I was really happy for you, Jonathan. But I really loved the boogie on there. I felt like it was the perfect placement. And fucking love that song. So it was great. But I liked the first set a lot.
3: You know, I, um, I, it's nice that you were happy for me when they played Hydrogen. Because when Mike's song wrapped up as a pretty standard for these days uh, Mike's song the camera on the webcast was looking over Fishman's shoulder and he was playing Hydrogen and then Trey starts not playing Hydrogen no way and, and I was like ah! and, uh, <laughs> but then I realized what they were playing I was like well Megan's going to love this and, uh, and I'm sure you did um, and then they did play Hydrogen which was rad so the first Fish show I saw they did a Mike's into Simple into Mike's into hydrogen. And they did that a few times in 94, not necessarily that exact sequence, but they would break up mics with simple and come back to mics. I haven't really done a lot of that in a while. I haven't looked, Brian Bradley knows off the top of his head. He's going to tell us in a minute. Um, And, and so that was, that was kind of special and um, a lot of fun. And uh, I, I would add that to your comment about it being a set you might have written, the average vintage, you know, on fish.net is 1997 for this show. Yeah, it, it bounced up a right. little bit and then back down throughout the show. I was watching that that number a little bit because I was like had a nice kind of old school vibe. Yeah, um, I loved that. So aside from the book Yawn, the mic's groove was pretty standard and I'm putting that in quotes cuz obviously they broke up mics and and it was good and uh I liked I like the rest of it I am an army of one fan I like good yes. page song um I really liked the the jam in MoMA Dance this is probably my highlight on the show on the set is that uh the very atypical weird jam on the back end of MoMA Dance and I liked the way it went into Caspian it, it, Trey may have jumped right into Caspian, but it didn't feel like the band broke their necks trying to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of, you know, it kind of, it, 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 worked for me. So it yeah, is, it's weird.
1: Uh, Cause when I listened back, like in my notes last night, I said that I really liked it. I was like great segue in my notes, but when I listened today, I thought it sounded messy. So I don't know, maybe it needs a third listen, but it did first feel first thought, best thought. Yeah, maybe, but also can't trust my notes from the show because you know, I'm having Thank a good though. time. Mm, not always. <laughs> Sometimes they just say things like like my notes from the show, one of the nights in Wilmington just said oblivion pantsless. That those are my notes from the whole show. So you can't That should trust be your dot net
3: review. I don't understand what the problem is there. <laughs> Brian, were you pantsless? Don't answer that.
2: <laughs> I I think generally speaking, I'm in agreement with you guys about this first set. I I have two main thoughts about it. Um, I really liked how there was kind of this connective tissue between the end of the second set of Night One at the Man and the start of the first set where you had that Piper cross-eyed chalk dust where it felt like these were not jams that were cut off into another song. It was was full-on segues, and it really reminded me of like, a segment in a second set in like June 1994, where it was like we are playing Cross-Eyed and Painless in Piper, and now we are playing Choctaw's Torture in cross and it just slams right into it. The energy of the previous song carries over, and that same thing happens right out the gates here, where you get Boogie On, totally unexpected, and then that goes right back into Mike's song in a really cool way, and then we finish this classic groove. I thought the last two minutes of week pod groove were as exciting and as fascinating musically as the moment dance where they just sometimes they just lay into that groove like weak can sound like the happiest prettiest song ever and then they can just get into like the nastiest funk out of nowhere it's so cool um but my big takeaway from the set was like and as i'm looking at it on paper and as i re-listen to it it's it's almost like a set a first set you would have seen in like 2009 2010 2011 that like early 3.0 where it was like hey let's throw a bunch of songs in here but with this era of fish's approach where they allow a little bit more breathing room and i i really kind of like that (laughs)
3: Yeah,
2: yeah like yeah we talk a lot and like i nitpick recital sets more than i probably should but like just where my ears go and sometimes i miss some of those first sets from the early 3.0 stage where it was just like you were guaranteed 12 to 14 songs you usually were going to get a song you never had heard before and there wasn't a ton of um there wasn't like a ton of weight behind it there was just like it's sunny outside the sun's setting Mm. i'm in an amphitheater and i'm just listening to fish and there's something pure and nice about that that almost like harkens back to the early early 90s of this band when you would listen to like 92 93 and you get a bunch of songs but you were really pleased to be doing it it doesn't flow in the same way that like a jammy four or five song set does but it also doesn't necessarily need to so i found myself enjoying this i was grilling and eating outside while i was listening to this um which may have impacted my enjoyment of it but when i went back <laughs> and listened to the highlights this morning it ended up just uh right and okay for me uh, o- overall
1: yeah i think that that kind of nostalgic throwback old school feeling to the set definitely was hitting me last night too i've never been to the man and that venue is absolutely stunning it's so beautiful it's just really architecturally gorgeous and i wasn't expecting that i've heard about it but i hadn't i didn't really understand the scale of it and walking in there is just really beautiful and with these big you know wooden ceiling fans kind of keeping the breeze moving i was right on the edge mic side and so i didn't have a lot of people to, to my right. And so I was getting a lot of like fresh air and it was just really like pleasant way to spend the afternoon and hearing like Mound too, just a song that they play like once a year. I realized I hadn't heard it since 1995. Like, that's so cool. You know, and just anytime I get one of those riff songs that's that you don't nuts. hear that often, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's so exciting. So I think they're doing a really good job of kind of pulling from their repertoire in that way and playing these songs that, you know, people might not have heard for a long time, even because they're just playing them once a year.
0: Um, I just want to go back to all the stories that you guys told, real quick, because I was just thinking about this, and I'm <laughs> you know, now I have do. a rebuttal. <laughs> Turn yeah. the car around. I just want to I just want to offer a summary of everything you guys said, which is that I really like going on adventures with my friends.
1: Me can, too. Can
2: that is definitely ahead? the 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 good way to look at this. I go. agree with you entirely on that. And a the Time framing. spent with you is always time well spent.
0: Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say about the the first set i mean so i was with um my wife and like she's seen a lot of shows she's seen you know she saw her first show before i did actually which is a, which is a crazy secret um that it's not a secret anymore but um like the first night just wasn't like i think the the songs just weren't connecting with her which was like but also we had all this weird stuff happening but um so i feel like last she was so excited to hear a bunch of these songs in the first set which I think just made you know obviously made my experience better the number line today's my wife's birthday and um the fact that they played it last night was really fun so we got to you know but like everything like the mound you know going from like this just bizarre song and I was like what the hell what is this song still you know like it makes no sense um and then like the Caspian number line is just like a nice yeah throwback you know I think you're right Brian like early 3.0 and seeing a well-played fluff head is is I'm not like a big like precision person I don't hold it against them but it's really satisfying to see them like pull off a song like that at this point in their career Especially I thought that, that song. yeah, yeah I just think exactly. it ended so in such a fun way there's so much jumping and and, and it just it was just it was great um there was apparently, according to the Fishnet set list, not a single comma in the set list in set two. all segues, the whole thing, all the way wow. through. And Trey was using those, those talkback mics a little bit. Um, set soul free into Karini, into Joy, into Golden Age, into Limb by Limb, into Golgi, into Harry Hood, and then Life Beyond the Dream, Antelope. Crazy, crazy. Um, Megan, what, what, how do you, how do you approach this set?
1: I thought the set was fantastic. I thought opening was set your soul free. Always so fun. I love hearing Trey play this song with the kind of emotion that you can only have when you've, I don't know, been, had a career in this industry for as long as he has. And just, I was struck so much last night by his tone. Um, I think the sound was just better than where I, in Wilmington, you know, it was just a better setup. And obviously the man is built for the, you know, the orchestra. So it has a better kind of acoustics and everything, but the... The way Trey's tone sounds right now is just, it's so warm and it's so rich. And I was watching that video with his guitar tech that he put up and I don't understand a lot of it because I'm not like a guitar person, but it's pretty incredible thinking how much effort and time he puts into his rig and that he's using like, that he's scaled down and using kind of these specific amps that give him a lot of like more clarity for himself to hear himself. So I think that that's really coming through in his playing. And I thought the Set Your Soul Free had some really, really nice, like, Deep hypnotic rolling peaks. And even though it's only 12 minutes, it was like a perfect way to start the set. And then, of course, there's not really a better moment, except maybe Tweezer, than when Karini drops in a show. I just feel like it's such a big moment and everybody's always so happy. And my friend, um, who a lot of you know, Shay, was like, I gotta get some more space. And so she like walked out onto the pavement area because she just had to like get big. And I feel like that's what Karini does. And this Karini is beautiful. It was absolutely incredible in the venue. It was a real exercise in patience to me. I think it starts off with this like really melodic riff that's really carefree and has this like open feeling to it. And then they climbed up to this like really, really gradual peak that Trey is just leading with like perfect clarity. And then there's like this shift at 12 minutes. in when Trey starts to like play with this like rhythm and drive, and then you hear the synthesizers kind of creep in, which are totally different because the way Trey's playing is like a bluesy, kind of rocky feeling. And then the synths come in and it's like, whoa, that doesn't sound right. And then it just, Paige starts building these like washes of texture, which add this like really disoriented feeling to the jam. And Trey just soars out of that with just like so much soul. And it was it was really incredible. Like at one point in the jam, I looked up and Paige had his arms like in totally different directions like playing two different keyboards at once and like this guy is just incredible. He's all over the place in these jams lately. I keep locking into him and just really like loving everything he's doing and of course Fishman was like keeping that incredible like relentless pace and then just thrashing during the monster peaks. And I felt the reason that I really loved the peak of this Corine was because when they got up to the peak They were kind of like pulling it apart and finding like a lot of detail and beauty in it in a way that I think is really unique. Like it's very easy to just build a rock peak, but they're kind of building it and and breathing in it and stretching out and having this crescendo feel really kind of meaty in a way that I thought was just really special. And it held up on re-listen too, but it was beautiful. I thought it was anything they did after that in the set to me was just going to be gravy. And and I really liked the rest of the set too. So many well played, just classics.
3: Yeah, you know, I I like that this the karini peak was. I, I think atypical might be too strong a term, but it was not the same as what we've been getting in some of the recent Carinis or even some of the other recent jams. It was the jam was kind of different. It had a, it just had a very kind of i could sit back and listen to that and you know not be pulled by any one moment and still mm-hmm. enjoy it or i could listen to it and really do deep listening to it there's a lot yeah. happening in there of course i think that's that's quality quality music and a good mm-hmm. way to spend 20 some minutes of your time i really loved the landing in joy uh they don't yeah. play that song a lot but they which I think adds to its impact. Uh they played it a lot. First I
2: since think. Mexico. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think
3: that's a good pacing. But you know, a lot of songs are popping up, you know. They
1: yeah
3: first since Mexico. They went through a lot of songs in Mexico, uh, I guess. Um and <laughs> and I was kind of surprised by the limb by limb placement late in set two. Uh, but I, I thought it was good. It was, you know, strong, like solid little chunk of time and after golgi harry hood was a surprising pick as well but given the time they had it was you know it landed perfectly and because i've been tracking set times i will note that set one ran a a bit longer ran over Mm -hmm. 80 minutes uh last night but uh set two was right in there on the 75 minute zone and uh and they're great just another really good encore um a lot to love. The Antelope Peak is arguably my post-first set highlight. Honestly, it was super it's intense. Pretty tremendous, it <laughs> yeah. It felt
1: it too, like, especially and, and after, was,
3: yeah. Right, and and watching it from home, you know, I wasn't as tired as anybody dancing all that show, but I was definitely wondering, you know, or not wondering, but I was impressed by the energy that the band was showing that late in the day. It was it was
2: mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. That's why I felt like when they walked off stage and like this band is ready for MSG. Like they don't seem tired at all. Like they're definitely ready for this residency. It felt good. And I agree yeah, I that mean, the Antelope coming after that life beyond the dream was such an emotional song. And then to play this like spirited ending is just what you need. They're doing such a good job with that and their encores.
3: And the, the final seconds of the webcast after the music, after the bows, you could see them leaving. And Trey is just jazzed. You could really? see his, big oh, that's smile awesome. on his face. Yeah, he's clearly had a good time.
2: Yeah, I, I share a lot of you guys' sentiments. I mean, I, I think for me, when I was listening back to this, show and I was thinking about the set it, it was interesting that like the set your soul free almost gets to this really interesting musical place right out the gates and it's in this just beautiful melodic zone and pages you know on his keyboards and it's just like the sounds are really nice and the band's playing really delicately and it feels like this is the jam of the set here and they were just about to enter it and I don't feel like I, I was I was thinking about the it almost reminded me of um the way Mercury Ruby waves from that Alpine 2019 show worked, where mm. the "Set Your Soul Free" gets out there, but then it comes back, and it didn't feel like it came back unnaturally. Like they found their way back to "Set Your Soul Free." They, um, they they ended the song, and then they had the kind of the false ending that edit lend it led into to uh, Carini. It kind of made me think, though, because "Set Your Soul Free" is always since its debut has been this reliable jam vehicle. So many of the newer songs are the songs that are really pushing them out there. And it really was this interesting argument in favor of um, if an idea isn't pushing them to explore more, bring it around to a conclusion, and you'll find that in another song. You found that immediately in Carini that when they leave the song structure of Carini, there's almost like a freedom to their plane yeah. and they were right back in that same zone as set your soul free and it it was almost like a deep breath that they took and they're suddenly in this space where they can just play without any sort of limit and you get a really strong karini it was you know, we've had now two on this tour that have been really interesting. The one in uh, Alpharetta was a little bit more of a rock peak, but in a atypical way. This one had a little bit more of that exploration, a little bit more uh, jamming and sort of a free space. And then you get that peak as well. But I just found it fascinating to think about, you know, they walk out on stage, they play what is typically a jam vehicle, and then they're able to uh, um close that you know close the page on that and then move directly into another one that allows them to kind of free up and and jam with uh, that sort of freedom um, so rather than I think that you could see an art you know you could see you uh, like kind of criticism around that. I didn't see that in listening to it in the moment or re-listening to it. It felt like a really interesting argument in favor of let's close a jam when we're not necessarily seeing a direction and let's move into something where we have kind of a, 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 a clean palette and a clean slate to move forward.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's a, it's great and shows like a clear... Strategy that they have, right? That they're not going to just stay on something that's not pushing them forward, and yeah, yeah, and like find the new thing, and then that's the thing that cracks Don't open. stick
3: around,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. The, yeah, if
2: if it's not working, why why waste the time? And yeah. and then we got a really stunning career out of it. Um, I do have one additional thought for you guys, and one additional question. I was I was tracking our twenty minute jam conversation that we've been having over the. Oh last, yeah, me uh, too. Tour. Where are we?
1: Um, <laughs> so well, RJ is going to lose the bet.
2: We're at 7.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're at 7 and um Me too. I might lose it too.
1: You might. Jonathan, I think 10? you had 8. You
3: I didn't have a number. 10. I just took
2: under, under 10. 10. Under 10. Megan, 10. you took 14. Mhm. I took 18.
3: <laughs> uh, that one's funny.
2: Well, here's my question. We have not we have 7 MSG shows upon us. Yep. What is our do we think that we are going to get over under 10 between now and the end of msg or over under five what are you guys thinking
3: under i think megan has the best chance but it's a long shot of being right and i'm sorry it's gonna
1: be like you think it's gonna be like 10 or 11 then
3: no i think that they would have to play seven more 20 minute jams for you to be right yeah with your 14 do
1: it They
2: could do that.
3: Absolutely, they could do it. They could do uh, eleven more. I don't think they will. I don't either. But and eleven would make Brian right on the tour. Um, I don't think they will. Um, I I would think they're going to get. You know, I would. I think they have more than four. Five is about is about where we are. I think we're
2: going to land around twelve for the tour. Which which that's what
3: five would do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah which is interesting um when you think about i mean it gets into another nuance but it, it was a fun parlor game that we've been playing and i yeah, was just yeah. thinking I about mean, it last night that, like right
3: and and if we go back after the tour and look at not just the 20 minute jams but the 15 minute jams the eight minute jams eight minute jams. I guess that could happen. Uh, and maybe <laughs> it has. I, I, I'm not tracking that sort of thing right now. I'm not even giving a list of favorite jams for the tour. I will go back at some point and do this. I know you are Brian. Um, but if we go back and look at all of those jams, i will be curious to see like what kind of numbers we look at where we stand, uh, after the tour, I don't even, I bet
1: there's know. a lot of like 12 to 16, 17 minute jams, a lot. A lot. And I mean there's a like a,
2: a song Which I heard the thing from Yeah, exactly. Um, Wilmington is a perfect example. It's eighteen yeah. minutes and that is jam packed of ideas. That is jam packed of exploration. And to me, you mean you give me a solid sixteen to eighteen minute jam that has that many ideas in it, I don't need I don't need a, a time signature at the end of it to like really be mm-hmm. satisfied. Like that is one of my favorite jams of the overall year. Um but yeah, I was just curious as I was going through it. it we was 7 jams in what if we had 15 uh, shows? 15 shows 14 and those are 15 shows. shows. Those are only
1: from
2: six shows. are only from six shows cuz one mm-hmm. show had two back to back. Um right. I don't know, it's just we're we're in an interesting place. They're they sound like they're in a good spot. Um the new songs have clicked immediately
3: it's a shame they hate playing in New York City uh, otherwise I think <laughs> things would be really good for the rest of the shows but
1: yeah do you think there's gonna be we, any more debuts of new music uh,
3: yes uh, they uh what they sound checked something last night uh broken into pieces broken into pieces oh which yeah. they haven't played yet so I would really surprised.
2: like from the trade tour trade trio shows I saw night the second night. They played a song called "The Endless Dream" and a song called uh, "Outside the Lines," and mm. I encourage people to go back and check those out. Um, both were stretched out. Both "Outside the Lines" sounds like like a slowed down Golden Age, and it sounds kind of really like a song really... that yeah. you open a second set with that, and it just it's endless. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel as though we we could see two to three more debuts. Just yeah. being in that space. Once they get really comfortable, like by that Wednesday night gig at, uh, at MSG, where they've been there, they've got another night off coming up, and then two more shows before this is all over. There's that's usually when you know you think about the powdered show, or you think about the whole show mm-hmm. from the Baker's dozen. Those were really special shows uh, to my ears, and those kind of reflected a little bit a level of comfort the band had at that point. So we'll see. It's all speculation now. Yeah, it's yeah you know. It's-
3: funny we're we're also coming in on the uh with all these the bakers dozen anniversary that they're playing on all these sh- shows yeah, i know right. exact yeah. anniversaries i was just looking oh, at, at it so you know amazing. like i'm only going to one of these shows and it's you know the anniversary of uh cream filled, you know Custerfield, whatever it was you know and, uh the uh what do they call boston it cream? boston cream yeah, boston whatever. cream yeah. you know it's one of my favorite donuts and i can't remember the name of it because i'm smart um but uh and I was at that one and so I was I was like
2: oh yeah killer Sometimes. killer ghost at that that one so plus the boston cream moment um yeah mm-hmm.
3: anyways, well lots of
0: good all,
2: stuff to come, I think it's all upon us we have no mm-hmm. idea it's all just speculation at this point we're going to sit back and savor it i'm really excited about it um any last thoughts you guys have about the man shows or about where rat and fish tour
1: um i just want to say that i think that you know we'll find out tomorrow if there's going to be a theme or not but i don't think they need one for it to be a success you know i think that their playing Agreed. is at a high enough level that they right. could go oh. in without a theme and still you know they've earned that for sure especially on this tour discounting even their spring tour which was incredible so i feel like we'll see it's just going to be gravy if there is one but i definitely don't think they need one and i'm excited for tomorrow and i hope people if you're in new york you're going to come to our hf pod happy hour Sponsored by Bluebird. We're gonna be at Mustang Harry's and we'll be there from four to six thirty. So come say hi.
3: Ooh, and we have our tenth anniversary party on August fifth. Yeah. That's gonna be at the bitter end. And uh I don't remember what time that starts. Three o'clock. It's
1: three to five. Yeah.
3: There you go. Three it's to five. Be so fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Megan will be there. RJ will be there. Brian will be there. Not I'll Brian. be phoning in from the room. You won't be there. You'll be phoning it in. Um Brad will be there.
1: Yeah, uh, Brad will be there. It's gonna be
3: a hell of a thing. Yeah. So very excited.
1: Really great and, musicians uh, too are going
3: to be playing and celebrating with us. Uh, We'll see you there.
2: I just want to say, if they don't do the story of Genesis at MSG, I'm going to be really, really pissed off. It all lines up perfectly (laughs) for them, like a set long light, you know, and at this point and uh, the whole Adam and Eve story will be amazing told there. There's just so much to do. Um, No, I'm absolutely joking. Seven shows.
3: (laughs) Just shows. Seven
2: shows. It. Yeah, I think, mm. look, I'm not going to complain about a theme, but I think I'm right there with you. I just want seven shows.
1: Like yeah, seven I get Quality it.
2: shows at MSG. What, what more can you ask for? We'll see what's going to happen. We will be back here on Saturday at an undetermined time. We don't know yet, but we will be back. Um, And we'll be talking about night one at MSG, which Meg, are you going to?
1: Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be at our happy hour and then I'll be there. I'll be there on the floor. I'm gonna be. It's my one night on the floor. Can't wait. It's time to go to church.
2: <laughs> love it. Love it. Sweet. Love it. Thank you all for the comments. Thank you all for hanging out, listening to us. We will see you back here this weekend. Take care. See ya. Bye guys.
3: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The number you have reached is one hundred point seven W
3: M M S. It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll oh, city for sure. Right? How do you like this? Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. The wrath of the buzzer. W M M S. Cleveland.
2: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America.
3: Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P.R.O.H. Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.